0: So that was our aim, to connect people so that everybody has some idea about sustainability and it would be amazing if they can just, you know, uh, include that in their lives. What else would we want? That was That is our purpose and, uh, you know, it will be fulfilled if people just, you know, get
1: inspired from each other. I'm Alex and I'm going to sit down and have great conversations with people Because we're all diverse, we're all different, we all have different ways of learning. And I want to ask people how they learned to do the things they do. Yeah, sounds random, sounds fun, I hope it does, because here we go. And we have made it to another episode of the show, and this time I didn't take a break between the last episode and this one, so I am kind of proud of myself, if I may um yeah so this conversation i recorded a couple months ago or maybe more than a couple months ago i really feel bad about it i i'm sorry Nija, for <laughs> taking so long to publish this episode but like i said i was sick and stuff like that uh but here we are and i'm so happy to have it and just to give you a little introduction i as a person i am kind of weary of social media activism i really am i don't think it's that effective so that's why I was very excited to talk to Nierja because I like to be proven wrong. I really do. I love to be proven wrong. And when Nierja and Aparna reached out to me, I was very excited to talk to them. We had a great conversations before recording. And here we are talking about the organization Humans for Earth. So Nierja and Aparna are an engineer and a lawyer. I know. I did not see that one coming before I met them who are just compiling stories. And that's the ethos of this show as well. It's compiling stories so others can be can feel inspired and find guides and teachers and people who are like them. Maybe, who knows, maybe mentors on climate change. Anyways, I am extremely happy to have Nierja on the show today, sharing her passion, her cause, sharing the work that she has done with her sister. And I really hope you like this conversation. And here is my moment with Nierja from Humans for Earth. And hi, Nirja. How are you today? Hey, Alex.
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Um, I'm good, too. And dealing with this summer, Dutch summer, which is basically insane. I had to went to the gym this morning. I couldn't take my bike because it was raining. And now it's cold and hot and I'm just suffering. But I guess that summer with global warming and everything that's happening. But happy to be here with you today. And I know it's going to be a fun chat. Um, can you please like tell the audience where you are right now in the world?
0: Oh, yeah. So I am in India. And I uh, live in a city called Nasik, which is obviously in India. And to speak a little bit about the weather, the way you mentioned, it's been a very monsoon season here, it's been pouring continuously. And like, To some extent, I think this rain becomes a little annoying because you cannot go out or, you know, you cannot do your things that you want to. Like, I love going out for runs and, you know, take my bicycle on. But since it's been pouring so much, it's a little difficult. And I miss looking at the sun. And, you know, from what I hear that the other part of the world is bright with sun, so much so that the summers are now becoming a little difficult to handle. So, yeah, I sort of miss the summers, but it's okay. I like the rains as well. They're good.
1: Yeah, it's, everything has its good and its bad side, Yeah, except a few things. I can think of a, a few that doesn't. But okay, let, let's not <laughs> fall down the rabbit hole yet. So uh, please, let's start and please tell the audience who you are and what you're currently working on.
0: Okay, so my name is Meertra Chaudhary. I am from India, as I already mentioned, and I'm currently pursuing a degree in law. Uh, Apart from that, I also happen to be the co-founder and social media strategist for an organization called Humans for Earth, which my sister and I founded. Humans for Earth is basically an online media platform wherein we bring the stories of sustainability and climate action from across the world. How, you know, normal citizens, ordinary citizens like you and me and our audience are, you know taking this issue of climate change and sustainability in their own hands and making their small own efforts to ensure that whatever they can do to save the earth. So me and my sister, we decided that we need to start this organization because social media is a very powerful platform. And then we thought that how about it, that if we are unable to educate people on sustainability, we bring the stories of, other you know fellow citizens doing something to save the planet you know like somewhere if people are making sure that they're not uh, you know they're reducing their waste we thought that that would be you know a good inspiration that might serve for others so then we started this organization i think around may last year and in one year we were pretty amazed to see the growth we got in touch with so many wonderful people who were dealing with sustainability ensuring that they are you know saving the uh, climate in their own small ways you know somebody was recycling plastic somebody was making sure that their waste count is reduced all of this just inspired us so much and we knew that it would inspire the world as well so in a very short span of time we actually collected a lot of stories from different continents of the world and we're glad that you know things have worked out very well in our favor for us and yeah, so that is what basically I do with the I and my sister do with human sort.
1: I think it's amazing. And you reached out to me to be on the show. And one of the reasons I got very excited about having you, it's because that's kind of the same thing with this show. So the idea is that a lot of people think, oh, I want to be, for example, an illustrator. And they say, I don't know how to do that. And you can go online and find a lot of information but it's different when you hear from a real person that can tell you this is my journey it wasn't easy i took this route i took this route and just show that there's always a way to do something even if and it can adapt to you so what i love about your platform is that it's exactly that it's you can because you have a nice variety of people you have very good diversity from all socio-economical uh strat from every Okay, from all socioeconomical levels, from different races, from different places, from different continents, so you can you can easily find a simile or somebody that's like you, and then you can just propel from there. That's so that's why I love it. And you yeah. already answered this question a little bit about how you got here, but tell me more. Like you're pursuing a degree in law and also doing humans for Earth, how? Did you just wake up and say, we have to do this? Or how did you learn the whole social media strategy? Because it's a topic that eludes a lot of people.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, like you mentioned, I actually love the point that you said that, you know, online there's this plethora of information available on so many things. But it's very difficult to like understand what are the challenges that might come to this way. So yeah, I like that point. And, you know, coming back to... Uh, how I, me and my sister, we started. So my sister happens to be an engineer by profession, and I'm pursuing a degree in law. But the thing with the sustainability and climate change is that irrespective of the degree that you're pursuing, it's very important for you to like, have a hold on it to understand what it is, and to Integrate that in your lives. So for the longest time, we were uh, not only we, I think the entire world was, you know, handling climate change. They were just, you know, understanding the effects of climate change, that climate change is real and it's, you know, it's no longer a hoax, and all of that. So When me and my sister, we were kids, we realized that climate change is going from bad to worse with every passing year. And the saddest part was that climate change wasn't something that is, you know, emphasized a lot in schools. Okay, they'll teach you that, you know, sea levels are rising, the glaciers are melting, you know, the polar bears are losing their habitat. But they'll not teach you how to, you know, tackle climate change, how you can, you know, tackle it on your own ways, how you can make sure that to some extent your activities are not the one which are contributing to climate change. All of these are, I so far, don't think are taught in school. They'll only give you the bookish definition of what climate change is, what United Nations has done, the SDGs, but nobody will emphasize on how you can stop it. So when we were, uh, you know, we were just undergoing all the effects of climate change, it was my sister who had gone to... Uh, I think climate change conference in New Delhi, which was organized by some Terry organization. So she had gone there and uh, she had been passionate about the environment for a very, very long time. I think ever since she was a kid, she has been a very sensitive person. So she could understand climate change in a very, I would say, in a very thoughtful manner. And that's when she decided that, you know, it's high time that I do something on my own level. And like you mentioned that on internet, obviously there's plethora of information available, but. You know, hearing it from a person who has, you know, undergone that experience would obviously make a more impact on somebody who's, you know, looking forward to do something. So that's when my sister decided that, okay, I'll start a social media account called Humans for Earth, wherein I'll cover these stories of people who will, who will, you know, actually in their own ways teach you to some extent as to how to, you know, whether it is sustainability or whether you want to tackle climate change, all of that will be taught by people of their own experience by telling them about their own experience. So she started it, uh, obviously, as a result of climate change that she and I felt. So later on, when she told me about this idea, I gladly hopped in. I said, I said that, yeah, this is a very good idea that we can work on. And uh, when it comes to social media strategies, obviously, I don't think there are any courses that, you know, that gives a formal education as to how to, you know, build a social media, I would say tribe, how to build your followers. I don't think there's any such thing that is being taught to us. Everything in school and college is very formal education. So all of this, I think you learn by just doing it. So that is how exactly I learned, that is how exactly my sister learned, and that is how we've been running the organization. We've been just going with the flow, understanding how things work. We're still figuring out how this entire social media thing works. Who should we actually approach, you know, to feature on our uh, on our social media platforms and all of that. So yeah, it's been pretty much like... We just knew. We had the aim. We knew what our goal was. How to reach that, we decided that we will, you know, just slowly and steadily go with the flow and understand each and every step on our own. So, yeah, no such as such thing, but we just did it. Just somehow, you know, we've been doing it. And so far, I think I I quite like the process that we've been involved.
1: I love that. I, I love that attitude of we're just gonna do it it's it's it i think a lot of people get stuck on the planning on like i have this very big project or i want to this thing and they get stuck on the it's like choosing what path you're gonna take um i was actually talking yesterday to my sister because she just had a job interview today uh, she's 18 it's like her first job ever and she was very nervous No, it's like i guess you were also nervous like every single thing that you did in your life you were nervous and just did it and it's those that, that fear of starting, but then once you're starting, you take one step, then you take the next step, then you take the next step after that. So I really love that that it's a very organic way of learning. Personal challenge <laughs> with social media is that I think it's a lot of people just putting out messages, like screaming into the void and not getting any reactions. But I love that you guys are engaging it actively. And it doesn't feel like you're doing it for to sell a product. You're doing it to actually yeah, impact and inspire and help people say like, hey, maybe if you're interested in, I don't know, the topic of water, here's a person that you can ask about it. Maybe they can explain to you how you can integrate that into your own community. And I think that's amazing. I The other day I saw this account. I'm not going to trash this person, but I think it was pretty ridiculous is kind of an inspiration coach and she said and she was using because june was pride month so she was using the hashtag pride month it's like how to be proud and i thought okay this is like pride belongs to the queer community it's kind of like their celebration you're using the hashtag and you're just talking about being proud but it has nothing to do it's like that that predatory thing and i don't think you guys are doing that that's why i'm so excited to have you on the show and what what I would love to hear it's like who who were your influences like you got like you and your sisters having super passionate about the environment since you were very young who did did you have any people who impacted you who made you say yes this this is something that's calling me or was it nature itself like who who influenced you
0: I think in both of our case it would be the climate itself which has been a very you know. The very deciding factor as to why we wanted to step into this field—the fact that climate was getting worse day by day. This, you know, summers were getting hotter, and the winters were getting more colder. And you know, the rainfalls were like in India. We have this entire monsoon period which starts from I think June end and lasts till August. But for the past few uh, years, it has been stretching till October, November. So I think for both of us, the deciding and stepping factor has been the climate itself no such as such influences would we would say we had but yeah the fact that we had social media and we had you know media outlets to also tell us that the other side of the world is also gripping with this climate effect and it's not just india that alone is suffering and that a lot of people are you know dying because of heat days and all of that That has been, I think, our biggest deciding factor that we decided to get into climate change. Apart from that, I would say to some extent, yes, our school education did help because they were the one who formally introduced us to what climate action and what climate change is obviously they did not provide us like i mentioned before they did not provide us with the steps to tackle it but yeah what uh, one plus point was that they did tell us that you know what exactly climate change is and you know how bad it is so all of that yeah i would say that for us, the biggest factor was climate sustainability because once we understood on our own how to handle climate change and one of the ways of handling it was sustainability, these two together have been our, you know, I would say stepping stones to enter into this field of climate activism.
1: I would love it if we could like highlight a few people, like if you can like think of maybe three people you have featured on on Humans for Earth and yeah, just share their stories with, My audience with the podcast's audience to like link them a little bit. If you had to think of three, like let's talk about like who would you think are people that have made an impact on you from your the people that you have Mm -hmm. featured.
0: Okay, so personally, I would say that uh, the top three stories has to be about. uh, I don't remember. I think it was a girl called Anya Patel. Patel. We even featured her in our magazine. She's, uh, I think, dealing with. uh, I would say uh, ensuring that. period poverty, the menstrual cycle and all of that, she's creating a lot of awareness regarding that and how, you know, you can use sustainable approaches. So because, you know, uh, what through her story, I came to know that actually the entire menstrual cycle of women also create a lot of, you know, pollution and all of that. And there are ways that you can go sustain, you can actually go green with that you know if you use cloth pads and all of that so I think it one of her stories was very inspiring to me I quite liked her story because it actually educated me also uh, educated me in ways that I wasn't aware of again like I mentioned I wasn't aware that you know period poverty there's a concept called period poverty and how you know an entire menstruation can also cause pollution in the environment i wasn't aware of that so i would say one of would be one would be her story then the other one was that a person was collecting all uh, i can't recall his name but i think uh, i remember his story distinctly because it was very unique and innovative what he did perfect perfect so what this fellow was doing was that uh, he collected uh, coffee pods all those uh, you know the coffee cups that we got from starbucks and all of that so he used to collect that and he used to recycle them into products so that was also something i found very innovative that yeah you know because uh most of the times when we go on a walk or we go for a run for me the biggest pollute thing item I would say I've seen personally on the road has to be the coffee pots that people just you know use a coffee and throw it away they take small bottles cans all of that and then they just throw it away on the road so what he used to do was he used to collect that and then he used to uh, recycle them and ensure you know and make different products so second would has second has to be his story and I think this third story I There's so many stories actually. I don't know. The third story was just, huh? The third story was of a woman who's who's a housewife, and she. I think we uh, we just featured her a couple of months ago. So what she used to do was she ensured that her uh, personal low, you know, her personal waist is very. reduced. Uh, She ensured that all the items in her household are the ones that will, you know, generate low waste. So, I quite like that, that in her home only, she took the first step. The first step towards sustainability, she started from her home. She ensured that she will make sure that all the items in her uh, house is, you know, sustainable and, uh, you know, there will they will create less pollution so uh, second uh, third had to be her story so yeah these are the top three stories that i would say you know everybody should go on a page and read these three people i particularly loved how you know they've taken things in their own hands and ensured that a lot of things can be changed by themselves
1: i love all three of those and yeah it's i it, it's just i okay i will tell you why i love them I love the first one because period poverty is a real problem. It's a real issue. I watched this documentary actually called Period about how in some rural parts of Asia, girls don't have access to period. They don't get education about it. So they have to use cloth, sponges, and then leave their house to hide it away in the middle of the night, which is actually very dangerous because they're young girls going to a very dark part of town And it's physically dangerous. And people in, like, I live in the Netherlands, we don't think about it. We just think we go buy a pad and and that's it. But that actually creates a lot, a lot, a lot of waste. Like, I, I decided, I think, like, seven years ago to use the cup, like, the period cup. And that made me so aware of how much waste I was creating and just not have. I'm haunted by the idea that every diaper I ever wore as a baby still exists on this earth. It's still somewhere on this earth and it will probably still be here after I die. Like I find that haunting. I I think I find, I love the second one. I think it's extremely, I thought it was an extremely innovative story. I actually saw that. I saw that one too. And I loved it because it's creating, we we have a problem, which is waste, but it's also, but his story was about rephrasing it and looking at not as trash, but as a raw material that he could reuse To create products and make a sustainable business and make actually a profit like i thought it was amazing and the last lady i i love this i what i like so much about the story I stop saying i love i say i love a lot i like about her story because it was just (laughs) a constant experimentation it was i'm gonna try this and see if this works i'm gonna like take a little a little step another further step because many times people think oh zero waste is impossible it's actually little steps little successes that compound into one big one so thank you for sharing those i would definitely link them in the show notes because i think they're super exciting and i guess my next question would be now that you have this pool of knowledge and you're sharing that knowledge have you already thought like about what the next step for humans for earth is have you thought about maybe putting all together into a book or putting it all together into physical media or have you thought about taking this knowledge and these stories and actually bringing it to another platform to people who don't have access to internet for example like what what's next what's the future what are you getting ready for what do you aim for
0: So far, we did compile all the stories because we felt that we had enough stories to be compiled into a mini magazine. So we did launch our mini magazine, I guess, uh, last year, or I think this year only we released one. So yeah, that was an online digital magazine. We again kept it free. We did not want to, you know, monetize it right now because we felt that, you know, sustainability was one topic. At the initial stages, there was no point of, you know, monetizing it maybe later on we'll think about it so yeah we have we did compile it As of now, this is what we're going to do. We're going to launch uh, our, uh, you know, further issues and we will pick out the best stories from what we get. We pick out the best stories and then we compile it into our magazine because magazines, again, have a lot of impact, we felt, you know, because people love reading. So compiling into a magazine was one of the biggest steps that we decided to take. We thought that people who love reading will also, you know, love love actually reading it in great details so in that we took interviews of people and uh, we got to know about their projects in a great detail so that was our first step and this is how we are going to continue in uh, future because humans for earth is born out of social media so if uh, we do not do that the very essence of humans for earth would be destroyed so yeah social media yeah social media is our number one platform where we'll continue featuring stories magazines again is our you know the second step that we took the second big step that we took actually for humans for. Earth. As for now, this is what this is how we plan to work. maybe later on we'll see if we have the time to take out podcasts and all. That is I think a distant dream right now
1: but presently these are the two things that you know we're working very hard. I, on. I think that's amazing and I'll definitely put you in contact with um, one of my um, one of my past guests uh, it's a Green Fox design Studio and they well she is it's a it's a couple teams of their partners and they are green graphic designers because of course publishing a magazine creates oh, a lot wow. of waste as well it's paper it's ink and sprinting hmm. but they specialize on green graphic design which is they will sell their clients on sustainable ways to actually create products not just digital but physical products and for example a business card. A lot of people say like, "Yeah, I want my business card to have gold embossing on it," and they're like, "Yeah, but that immediately makes it not something recyclable," and that's really something that anybody can do. How about yeah. we do laser cutting, which is actually a lot cooler. It's a lot more modern and it's sustainable. So let's go for that. So th- they're those kind of people. I will. I will definitely like put you in contact with them, and you can also see them in the podcasting M.I.'s episode three or four I'll send you the link because I think that she would be super interested in this project because she's all about sustainability
0: yeah and her story is also very inspiring her story is also very inspiring I think we can just you know have her story also featured in our magazine
1: I think so too I think so too it it was hilarious so you can go listen to the episode but just to give you the gist of it a little bit um, she was always interested in sustainability. She actually wanted to be a curator at a museum because she lo- and she loved nature her entire life. And she went to a uh, design conference and asked a very famous designer, why don't we, ha- I, I want to be a green graphic designer. I want to be sustainable. And he said, no, you need to first make a lot of money. And once you make a lot of money, you can start thinking oh. about being sustainable. And she took that instead of being discouraged and say like, okay, I have to make a lot of money first, she took it as a challenge. Like she really took it as a challenge and she has make made a flourishing business out of working green graphic design. She actually worked with a guy, um, in the, he's from India or from Pakistan and he lives in the US and he was bothered by how many people use plastic spoons for ice cream and then just throw it away. So he made edible spoons that complement the flavor of the ice cream that you're eating so instead of using packaging and throwing away oh. you can just eat it and and all those kinds of projects that's that's what they work with that's what she works with and i think there will be a great person to be featured in your in your yeah your community your organization
0: yeah that's true i mean actually the story is very nice i quite liked her enthusiasm
1: oh yeah she's great so uh, my next question to you, this, and we're going to catch a little bit of a controversial topic, which is social media as a platform for learning. So how, like I said in the beginning, I have such a conflicted relationship with social media, and I would love to get your take on this. Social media, how do we feel? Like you clearly like it, and I know that you have the best intentions, and you you go at it. But have you had the challenge running into people that are just focused on, quote unquote, activism, but are just doing self-promotion? Like, how, how do you feel about those people? Have you encountered those people? How do you differentiate, how do you separate yourself from them? I would love to get your thoughts on this.
0: Well, like you said, you know, social media is a powerful platform no doubts about that for us it has you know worked beautifully but then again social media has its very own demets. we have encountered people who you know call themselves as so-called activists but clearly they're not and you know a lot about a person's personality can be derived from how his or her social media account is like if you go to our page you'll just see lots of stories about sustainability nothing else purely stories but you know people are When it comes to differentiating, we can just understand by their social media account. Just by going through the account, you know, you can say a lot about a person's personality, whether they're, you know, real or fake through the social media account. Because if they've actually done a lot of genuine activism, that will be reflected on their account. And if they have not clearly, you cannot spot it. If they haven't done a single activism thing and they call themselves big time activists, so you'll be able to spot it. The thing is that, Being a beginner activist and being a, you know, I would say, beginner activists is people, you know, just started, uh, you know, realizing and just stepped into this entire arena of activism, which I feel are the people who are beginner activists. So for them, their social media account would be very genuine. You'll just see that, okay, they're, you know, trying to make an impact, ensuring that, you know, they're putting posts and they're ensuring that their work is also highlighted. But like you mentioned, there are some people who just you know, in the name of activism, just ensure that they are marketing themselves well, which I think is a demerit of social media, which is a big, big demerit. People should genuinely, if they care about the uh, I wouldn't say particularly about the climate. If they care anything genuinely, that should be reflected uh, on their account, which a lot of times is not reflected. So I think for me, if I have to differentiate between whether a person is, you know, indulging in, you know, genuine activism and whether a person is indulging into fake activism, a lot can be just said by their social media account. Of course, uh, you know, people who actually just market themselves. That is something I I personally do not like it. You know, just going on the social media and just marketing yourself, just showing that, oh, okay, this is how my, this part of my life looks and, you know, not showing the real picture. That is, you know, something which is not the best part of the social media, which is again, uh, you know, just portraying yourself as something which you're not is also something that we come across a lot on social media. So yeah, those are the things that, uh, you know, can be termed as a demerit, biggest demerit of social media. I personally have come across a lot of accounts because, you know, we're continuously scouting stories. We have people who are sending us stories, but then, you know, we are continuously scouting stories and just to check out whether they're genuine or not, we check out their social medias. And from the social medias, we can just, just by one look, we can make out whether this person is actually involved in activism or it's just, you know, just a facade he or she is creating out of it.
1: I, I love that and it's a very similar process with podcasting in the sense that somebody will message me like you you guys reached out to me and said I like, would love to be on the show and I said sure and I did kind of a similar process being like okay is this going to be a conversation about I know a masturbatory conversation about how great it, like, you guys are and then just that said or there's a Or are we going to have an actual conversation about what changes can be made, what people can be inspired, what the power of social media in the sense of uniting people, not, not using it to, not, not everything needs to sell something. I, I, I have that conflicting relationship, especially with coaches. I don't trust coaches. I just don't. I've had coaches on the podcast who are great. And I believe they're genuine people who genuinely want to, help others through coaching, but I know there are also so many people who are just snake oil salesmen and women. Women can also be scammers. Uh, Uh, It's it's really the worst.
0: You know, everybody nowadays want to come on social media and after, you know, some point they just want to become influencers they just want to make sure that you you know they have a lot of followers you know they'll start off as something very genuine like okay somebody supposedly is talking about mental health they'll start off as that and then slowly and steadily you'll see that all they are just concerned about is increasing their followers so that they can get sponsors from you know companies who will just give them free products and then they can go on the social media and just you know say that oh look this product is so great i've used it you should also try it and so somewhere i think the very idea of what this started out gets lost in this entire you know scamming i would term it i mean i know scamming is a big term but then that is what ends up happening
1: yeah it's a scam can also be a little scam. You don't have to be a big scammer. you can be a little scammer. yeah and I, I I think what personally draw me the most to the idea of sustainability and to like the people that you feature is that you don't just feature people who do little changes in their own life but also people that do it and create products for others and make businesses because I generally think that businesses have a lot of power if they are if they come at it with the right intentions. I always say there's nothing yes. wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong with paying your bills, with supporting your family. There's nothing wrong yes. with that. But have a little bit of impact as well. It's essentially I I hate when people just said like gadgets for nothing. And it's this yes. is like invest your time in solving a problem. But going back to social media with, with Ukraine, We are like saying like hashtag stop the war and just like making pef- personal messages for Putin and I just thought he's not looking at his Instagram. He's not checking the notifications <laughs> and likes.
0: He does not care. I was saying that if he cared, he would not have just, you know, advanced what
1: he did. Exactly, exactly. Like it, it's it's I, I think that's the problem. is that it gives people this false idea that they're actually doing something when they're not doing anything. And this is not me trashing social media. Like we met through we met because of it. So I know that it's a very powerful tool, but like any tool, it needs to be used properly. And you and your sister are using it properly by using it to amplify and to connect people. To be like, hey, do you want to learn more about this? Here's a person that can teach you about it. You want to learn more about this? Here's a person that can teach you about it. Do you want to replicate this model in your country, in your community? Get in touch, talk to each other. And creating resources, and I just love that. And I honestly cannot wait for to see what resources you guys come up with next.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was our entire aim, you know, to connect people. That was our entire aim to connect people from across the world to each other and not feel lost if they, you know, if the first word I say sustainability, they should not be lost that, okay, what am I supposed to say or what am I supposed to do? So that was our aim to connect people so that everybody has some idea about sustainability. And it would be amazing if they can just, you know, uh, include that in their lives. What else would we want? That was that is our purpose, and uh, you know it will be fulfilled if people just you know get inspired from each other.
1: Yeah, get inspired from each other, make better choices, or be more aware yes. about the choices they're making. It's, I I mean I I have for example a constant query with, the so I'm a designer by trade. Like that's I I'm a oh. graphic designer, service designer, and I also do this podcast. And one of my biggest challenges is when designers tackle the designs are all about raising awareness. So like, we have to raise awareness about global warming. We have to raise awareness about this. We have to raise awareness about that. And, like, we know there is a problem. We know, like, what are you doing to solve this? And they say, oh, but I'm just a designer. We need everybody. We need everybody. We need engineers. We need lawyers. We need designers. We need doctors. We need the street sweeper that will be willing to sort the trash. We need the window cleaner that will ask their boss for more sustainable products. We need housewives who are going to educate kids. We need house husbands. Like we need everybody to contribute. And it's looking at platforms like yours that you can see there's somebody like me out there. It's this person has similar journey to mine and I can emulate, I can follow it. I can continue it. And, You see it in your success. You see it in the amount of people that follow you, in the amount of people that engage because your profile has actually a super high engagement. A lot of people look at how many followers I have. It's not the following, it's the engagement. You're building a community. And I would love to, like, if you could, like, can you give me, like, a few tips on how you build a community, how you create that engagement?
0: Uh, I think for us if i say how the engagement has increased and all of that has to be the people and the stories social media we used it for connecting with each other you know we thought that uh, just like any other social media we will use it for the purpose it is and our purpose is to connect people and i think to a great extent that is what social media is all about connecting with each other so i think the engagement all of that uh, increased and uh, you know is still increasing it has to be because of the people and the stories You know, people are clueless about sustainability like I already mentioned and like I've already mentioned again before that climate change is not something that will, you know, impact people. It will not impact people, uh, you know, like... uh, you know, selectively. It does not mean that, okay, I'm a lawyer, I will not be impacted by climate change, or, you know, like my sister is an engineer, she'll not be impacted by climate change. Every person on this earth has to be, will be impacted by climate change, whether the person is doing something grand or even, you know, not doing anything at all. So for us, I think uh, the engagement increased because people realize that climate change is real. Sustainability is something that can be, you know, adopted as a major approach in, you know, reducing the impact of climate change. And I think our platform to some extent was providing that sort of, you know, support and education or, you know, whatever anybody can wish to call it as. So it was providing that support and education to people who were who were clueless about sustainability. And we started it when there was the pandemic, you know, we started in the middle of the pandemic. At a time when social media engagement, I felt, was at the highest. People were sitting at their homes and was glued to their social media. So we thought, you know, why not just start something that can be used for the betterment, you know, instead of just looking at random reels of, you know, just people singing and dancing and just hopping onto trends. Why not we just, you know, create something which will actually help people, you know, something which will be informative. So yeah, for us, the biggest uh, the biggest fact that engagement has been there and it is still there has to be the stories the sustainability stories that people are coming up with the you know new and innovative ideas that they're trying that they're indulging themselves in and you know in there are many stories in which people have failed also you know we when we take their interviews we put them this one question specifically that you know what were your challenges and very graciously they you know let us know all the challenges that they have faced some say that you know we were clueless we did not know how to start with it or you know when you step into the world of sustainability there can be chances when you will not receive support from people and you will be all on your own and you know there will be a lot of information on social media but you don't know which one to select and you know include that in your life so that is why we ask this question specifically that what has been your challenges in your journey so far so that people can learn that okay there will be challenges no journeys without challenges so they learn that okay sustainability and climate change will also have their own set of challenges and this is how i can tackle challenges so yeah that is how things have worked on for us
1: and so at the end of the show please uh promote yourself promote your organization tell people where you where they can find you <laughs>
0: Okay, so you can find us on social media, uh, which is at the rate humans underscore for underscore planet underscore earth. Don't worry, we'll just add it in the show notes so that people can reach us more easily. It's a very complex name. Then you can just go to our sites, which is, uh, you know, our uh, organization's official website, which is com. You can find us on LinkedIn. And yeah, we're not on Facebook because somewhere um, it didn't strike us to create a Facebook account. We just thought Instagram is the in thing. So yeah, Instagram's, Instagram's there, LinkedIn is there. And if you have a story which, you know, you feel would be good enough, you are, you know, you feel free to get in touch with us. You can just DM us on our social media or you can just email us. Our email ID is humansfor2 at com. And yeah, we would love to listen to stories because that is all we're about, just, you know, listening to stories, connecting ourselves to others and connect, making sure that people are well connected when it comes to sustainability and climate change. So yeah, we would love to. And if we love your story, we might as well feature you in our magazine in a forthcoming issue of our magazine
1: that's amazing thank you so much i will i am already thinking i think i have like three people that you could that that i want to connect you with aside from emma from little fox design studio aside yes. from her like other three people that i would love to put in touch with but we'll do that after we stop recording well yeah thank you so much for being here it was a pleasure
0: thank you so much for having me
1: And as we come to the end of the show, I want to say thank you for joining me on another episode and giving me your time. I hope you're enjoying these conversations. Please subscribe to the show, give it a review or give us feedback. It's always welcome. Are there questions you would like to ask creatives or do you have somebody you would like to recommend for the show? You can reach out to me on social media or email, which is all linked in the show notes. To close, thank you for listening again this week and I hope to be back in your ears very soon. Until then, keep learning and stay curious. Bye.